Hey everybody, Ray Bram here. Welcome to the podcast that will help you increase the income and influence of your book beyond royalties. Book Profit Secrets with Ray Bram starts now. Hey everybody, Ray Brem here. Welcome to another amazing session. I'm super excited. I got Jake Smelzer here, founder of BoringOldBusiness.com, and his passion is helping experts create, market, and sell transformational high-ticket offers, and that's that's why you brought him on today. And he and I are, we're in some masterminds together. I've got some of his content on my phone and his app, so it's awesome. Jake, welcome aboard. Hey, Ray. So appreciate being invited to be on this. And hi, everybody. So good to be with you today, wherever you are on God's green earth. So excited to be here with you guys. And he's a pro. You can see he's got the mic there. He's got the, you know, that, that, my, you, yeah, he's like a radio, radio personality. DJ. Right. 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 When you yeah. say God's green earth, that makes me immediately think that's a pro radio <laughs> speaker because it just hey, sounds so welcome. cool. Welcome to the summit. We're going to <laughs> dial in some insane value for you today. <laughs> that's great. Now, I use this mic because it just, every other mic I've tried picks up background noise, and this just doesn't, so, but it looks cooler what you're doing. Give us the 30,000-foot view of how you got to where you are today, and, yeah. and then we'll dig into the, what I want to know. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I want to so, know that, too, by the way. I want to know where you okay. got, and yeah. the next thing. Okay. All of it, all of it, all of the above. So, I kind of have a unique story. So I'm actually a pastor in the real world. So I, I call, you know, what we do online, our internet marketing stuff is like, you know, fake or whatever. But the, uh, in the real world, I'm actually a pastor. And a couple of years ago, my wife and I had started a church in Oregon. And I told her, I said, babe, I want to make 500 bucks a month, you know, as a side hustle. And I started doing Amazon Kindle sales. I had some eBooks going and quickly found out that I didn't want to give all my time or, you know, energy, effort, money, and customer information to Amazon. And so I started looking into this thing about selling courses and building an email list. And that kind of got me down the whole rabbit hole that I know many of us um, have gone down. And basically, I created this course and it really did well. Um, I had this one high ticket offer and I sold it and I did about a half a million dollars in sales in that first year of an online course. I was doing that with Facebook ads and a webinar and just kind of went went crazy with that. And I didn't really realize how well, how good it was at the time. And basically from there, I ended up kind of breaking my business. I tried to hire all these people and I made it really complex and ended up breaking my business. And then finally, after breaking my business and bringing this half million dollar a year thing down to almost nothing, I realized I really need to learn the fundamentals. And so I really dug in on email, really dug in on creating offers and got connected with some really good people and have built my business back up. But the thing that really I came back to was that when my business had worked the best was when I had this one thing that all my time, energy, effort, attention, and focus went into. So that's why I started the Boring Old Business Club, boringoldbusiness.com, was to help entrepreneurs discover the boring fundamentals. You know, great offer, great copy, a simple process. And that was basically how I got started. So let's that's talk awesome. about this because this is, this is I think yeah. this is a perfect description of what happens to us, especially as authors, we get a book out there. We realize that the money's not in the book itself. It's a tool to get to the next thing. And then we're confronted with this issue of, I know I need an offer. I need, I don't even know what that should be. And I don't even know how to create one. And that stumbling block overwhelms most people. And then they just don't do anything else. And the fact of the matter is, this is one of those, I mean, emails, obviously, copywriting, but creating offers. It's a a skill that's 
people are going to have to learn at some point or another. You know, you could hire someone to create an offer for you, but as soon as you get good at making and creating your own offers, you're going to find your way. But I want an expert to tell us, you know, one, where do I start and, and how do I, what, what's yeah. the components of a good offer? That's a great question. Well, I'll, I'm going to look for an expert on this. I'm going to be, I'll be right back. I'll go find one. Uh, <laughs> okay. but I guess None I'll of us ever in. feel like experts, right? I, but. Totally. I'll, I'll fill in for an expert here on this. I think an offer is basically, it can be this simple. Like here's a problem that you have right on this hand and here's a solution. And an expert is somebody who has found an easier or a shorter path or maybe uh, less time they can get somebody from where they are to where they want to be. And that's worth their time and money, whatever to get there. That's what an offer basically is. So we make it really complicated, I think, you know, in, in, um, in our heads and because marketing has become a commodity now, right? So we're all sold marketing. Like you have to do it this way. And these like proprietary methods and all this kind of stuff. So here's the, the number one thing I would say when it comes to creating an offer. And this is something I do with all of my clients when I work with them in our group is we, we really want to focus in on a, a particular customer. You might hear, hear this person called an avatar. Like what, who's your avatar? Who's that customer or that perfect ideal client that you really, number one, that you really like. Number two, that you can actually help, like your expertise solves a problem that they have or provides a solution for a desire that they, that they have. So you, you start with who, then we move to what. So we say, what is their pressing problem? I think one of the, the marketers I've followed in the past, he calls it a bleeding neck problem. It's like, what is that thing that's emergency level? You know, that it's a, if it's a business owner and like, like for me, I was at a place in my business where it was like rapidly declining and I had some people that I hired to help me solve that bleeding neck problem. And I paid them good money and I was over the moon happy to do it because they were stopping the bleeding, right? So we look at the what, what is the valuable problem I solve? What is the, the valuable solution I provide? And then third is how, all right? And the how is the way that we design that offer to be clear and compelling for the people that we are presenting it to, the market that we're serving, and then how it actually fits into our life and our delivery because an offer is something that you're going to provide. So one of the biggest mistakes that we all make, I think as authors, experts, coaches, consultants, course creators, as we make offers is that we end up overselling our time, our energy, our even our IP, our intellectual property, and we give way too much of ourselves. And so we actually kind of resent selling. Even if you sell something expensive, we kind of resent it because we didn't package that offer in a way that's actually good for us. So an offer ultimately is going to be good for the person that you're selling it to, but also for you to be really what I call a transformational offer. So I kind of went, I went a little bit wide on that, Ray, but hopefully that's helpful. The first step is identifying your who, who you serve and what they need. And I, th this is one of those things that you kind of get a little lips, you know, if, you're, if you take a course on writing a book or you get some help writing a book, they're like, define your avatar. And, you know, most people go, or, I don't know if it's human nature or just what we've been grown up around. It's like, no, I'm going to tell you what you need to know. And, and that could be in the book, that could be in your offer. And instead of looking at it the way you just looked at it and saying, you know, who am I helping? And also that that's key. And, uh, you know, somebody that, that, you know, you and I work with Troy Broussard. And one thing he said to me was one time Captain I was, Troy. He, yeah, Captain Troy, he said, you know, it's got to be worth your while too, or you're just going to yeah. either not do it well or lose interest in it. And so I think that's, that you bringing up that point's great. So let's talk about the what then. Okay, so we kind of figured, maybe I, I, hopefully I already have an avatar if I've written a book or I'm in the process. Yeah. What, you know, what can I do and what should I do? And if I'm, if all things being equal, you know, what's the, 
should I be going with the easiest thing? And what is the easiest thing? Or, you know, how, how do I get that first core offer out there? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. So one of the things I'll say, let's go back to the who for just a second, is that every bullseye has a target, right? Or every target, I may reverse that, every target has a bullseye. And I think what a lot of marketers do is they try to start really wide. So they'll say, well, I help everyone, you know, get to X result or whatever. Well, actually, it's better if you focus your marketing and your offer on an ideal client. So really taking the time to dial in that who so you find the bullseye of the target and then let your marketing kind of emanate out from that point. So get very clear on the who. Then when it comes to the what, and we talked about, you know, let me ask you again, Ray, what was the question on that? Because I kind of got a little off track on the what. Yeah, it's so I think the next step is struggling is like, I don't even know what I can sell. I've got a book and maybe I'm, you know, teaching people about success or, or exercise or, you know, some marketing. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I just, yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I, I know just from my own personal journey, it was Mm -hmm. always like, what, what should I be offering? What what do people need? And, you know, I, even though I probably had a decent idea because I wrote a book on it, but what's that next step? And then what's the format? Maybe that's the how, but. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's sort of like, what do I actually offer? Right. What do I actually sell? I mean, the the very best thing you can ever do is not try to create something and then make everybody buy it. It's kind of like, hey, I've designed this and now you should all really like it and be into it. You should start with what do they really need? So before I ever create any videos or courses, before I ever you know write anything down or whatever, I'm going to go to my market and I'm not necessarily going to ask them because people lie, right? So customers always lie. There's that statement, the customer's always right. I say the customer always lies. People will tell you what they think you want to hear or what they want to be known for rather than what they actually want. So if you ask everybody, do you like salad or Snickers bars? They're going to be like, I love salad, but actually we all love Snickers. So you got you to gotta observe your market and look at what they are saying in their unguarded moments. And this is where you have to be a little bit of a stalker. Go on Facebook, go on social media, go on Twitter, get into these groups of people that are, that are the, the herds of where your people are. Your, your exact ideal client, you know, future client, and l- listen for the words that they're saying and listen for the pain points because you're going to find clues to what you should create. Now, if you're already an author, an expert in a particular field, you probably have an educated guess into what people actually want. But if you will li- have the humility to listen and like figure out what they're saying and how they describe it, then you can actually position your offer, even though you already have it created, right? Your book or your course or your coaching program that you want to provide but you can frame it as a solution to the problem that they have. So that's really what we offer. When I talk about an irresistible high ticket core offer and what I call a power offer, it is always going to have this element of being framed to what somebody feels as their felt need uh, that they need help with. Does that make sense, Ray? Yeah. And I, you know, is there, when you say a high ticket, so are we talking, what's kind of the price range? Is it 500, is it 2000 and above? This is where people get nervous, by the way, of, of right. I can't start I, there. I'm not that I good yet. Yeah. Right. I mean, high ticket to me is, is this is a, there's a million definitions of this. I would say anything over $2,000, you know, $2,000 and up is in my estimation, a high ticket offer. Typically you're going to have that sold, you know, on the phone, you might sell it you know, in with a sales page, but probably not, especially if you're, you're going out to a broader market. So I would say 2K and above is a high ticket offer in my book. And what types of things would you put in somebody's, you know, when you're coaching people? Yeah. What types of things are in that high ticket core offer? Because maybe, you know, so it's not a simple little, 
mini course or something like that, obviously, but could be yeah. a course, a masterclass, I suppose. Mm-hmm. What, what do you... That's a, I mean, that's a great question because I think one of the things that I get from almost every single expert that I talk to when they go, hey, I'm interested in creating this power offer, this core offer, um, is that they, they're always asking me, how many videos does it have to have? And how many weeks does it need to be? And how many PDFs and how long? And, it's, and those are all deliverables. And the reality is that it's not about the deliverable, it's about the value of the result. So the magic happens in understanding that a high ticket offer is simply the solution to a problem. And then we package it in as clean and easy, uh, as lean and mean of a packaging as we possibly can. So one of the things that I really believe, and this is how our entire coaching operation works, is that information plus application equals transformation. But the typical info product creator, I mean, even the name info product, it's like we always are thinking that the more information I provide, that raises the value. And that's actually not true. Because all of us, if somebody said, I want to help you make, you know, a million bucks this year, and it's going to be, you know, 10 hours a week, it's hard work, you know, we hand them a dictionary sized book of information. And like, they're like, okay, I really want the result. So I'll take the pain of going through this university degree or whatever. But if somebody came along and said, well, I'll help you make a million dollars a year, but it's five minutes a day, right? We'd be like, sign me up, right? So what that shows is it's not the quantity of information, it's the quality of the transformation. So again, go back to our little slogan here, information plus application equals transformation. When I'm helping an expert design a core offer, we're actually trying to reduce the quantity of information, which should be exciting to you as an expert. Like you don't have to make a million videos. You don't have to write a magnum opus. Like you don't have to to like produce all this content. We want to distill down your expertise into bite-sized pieces so that a person can follow that pathway and give them everything they need and nothing they don't, right? So what I call this is results in a box, right? I want to be able to hand somebody, I don't have a box with me, but I want to be able to hand them this beautiful little ring box and be like, here's the solution to your problem, right? So when experts come to me and they say, well, I want help you know, creating this program and what's it going to be? I'm able to say, well, hey, it's three simple things. One, two, three, here's results in a box. It's going to take you 12 weeks. You're going to go through this and you'll get the result on the other side. That's what we want. So hopefully I kind of got a little big again. I have this gift of gab, right? Uh, talking too much, but uh, hopefully that makes sense. You're providing a result, not, not just deliverables. Two comments. One is as a consumer, that's appealing too. Like I don't, I, I, if, if I see a course has 40 hours of content, I don't even want it anymore. I can't budget yeah. time for that. And, and I don't want, you know, it's like, God, what, what's the chance of something I'm not going to understand in 40 hours versus mm-hmm. maybe it's two hours or two hours of work. And then that's kind of why I moved to, you know, for me, more done for you stuff, because I can control the the result yeah. for people better. And so yeah. what is, you know, if a garden, I mean, I know there's no garden variety, but I mean, let's, let, let's say the people you coach, what would be the most popular form of author, like uh, offer, like a, a consulting gig, a coaching, mm-hmm. group coaching? What is the, you know, what's the most common thing people move to for their first offer? Yeah. So the majority of people that I work with have an existing expertise. I mean, they're really good at something. They've written a book. They've created a course. They're a consultant or an existing coach. And they have something that they're good at. Uh, could be a wide, you know, set of skills or it could be a narrow set of skills, but they are classified as an expert. And a lot of them are doing one-on-one coaching. And so we help them transition from one-on-one delivery to group delivery where they can actually charge the same rate, 
And but they decrease the amount of time they spend to deliver that. So it just makes their life so much better. So let's say we get an expert and they're making 8,000 bucks a month as a one-on-one consultant. We, we help them transition to a, what I call evergreen coaching, which is a group coaching model. And they can take their 10 hours a week or 20 hours a week or 40 hours a week in some cases down to less than 10 or even less than four or five for some of them. It's, it's utterly, I mean, it's magnificent, right? You just free up all this time. Other times you have somebody who doesn't have any existing program. You know, they maybe are an author. Like I know a lot of your audience, Ray, are authors and they want to make money with their expertise. So they've written a book and now they're having that experience that we've all had as authors. I'm an author as well. And yeah, I got my books out on Amazon and I thought, oh, it's going to rain, you know, money. And it doesn't, it it sprinkles sometimes, you know, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) if you're lucky. And And you can't uh, do anything with it. You don't even know who bought it and if they're successful or not, right? Yeah, every once in a while, somebody will come and claw through the internet to try to figure out who you are if they were hungry enough, you know, to figure it out. But yeah, so somebody in that boat, what we would help them do is we would figure out again, who do you serve? What do you help them with? And then we would design a program that would probably fall roughly into one of three categories or all three. And that would be content. So that's a course, right? Getting your, your um, it's what I call productized IP. So we take your intellectual property, your big idea, we productize it into a course format or an audio course, something like that. Coaching. So coaching, I think coaching has been, is an interesting one because what people think of coaching is, a, is teaching, but coaching is not teaching. Coaching is about implementation. So like in my coaching program, I try to do as little teaching in coaching sessions as possible. I try, like if you think about a coach, a coach doesn't play the game, right? They they actually tweak their players. They, they teach them the fundamentals. The player goes out and plays the game and then they come in at halftime and the coach goes, well, look, you were, you were kind of pivoting left when you should have pivoted right. Well, that's exactly what we should do in our coaching. So coaching is really not this sort of like scary thing. Like experts shouldn't be scared of that. Really, the person you're coaching should be working harder than you. So course creation, coaching, we help them build that. And then the third would be community. And this is a big one for authors is like, if you understand how to create a community around your ideas, it literally takes 80% of the work off your plate because people get into your community. And if you build it the right way and you foster it the right way, they start to cross coach and cross pollinate and help each other. Case in point, Ray and I are sitting here and we got connected in a coaching group. So we didn't know each other, you know, at all. Ray never heard of me. I'd never heard of Ray. And then we were in a group together and that community brought us together and it led to some other opportunities but I've learned a lot from Ray and I think maybe I've hopefully I've taught Ray something, maybe, you know, uh, one or two things here or there, but that comes out of that community. So it's, it's kind of in the intersection of those three C's coaching content community that we help, you know, people create offers in. That's great. Cause that's, that was the big question for me is people kind of feel like, well, you know, coaching, Oh, I got to have a syllabus and all this. Like, no, it's, you just cleared it up. That's not that that's let's get on the call. Where are you at? What do you need? Okay. What do you need help with? Well, here's what I would do for that. And the group coaching can significantly reduce the, your time, trading time. And I think that you mentioned that very early on. And that's, that's key is that you can easily get sucked into taking every one-on-one client because you need the money and you get into this bad situations. And, and in fact, one of the skills that I, I'm glad I, I learned early on was just to, you know, to fire clients that weren't the right fit. Yeah, good. I, I like this model because that's... People are going to need some interaction. It doesn't always have to be from you. If this community, some of the communities I've been in, the most important people in those communities were not the, the host. In fact, you know, I've been in some communities where that person never showed up. 
you know, I got enough out of other people to stay for a little bit, but in the end, you know, you, 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 you want at least want some acknowledgement or interaction with the person, yeah. but, yeah. but that this blend instead of, because uh, you do that with some of your programs, you've got this coach, this course coaching yeah. and community blend. I really like that. Cause that kind of, it also gives you, if you're new, yeah. you're going to feel, figure out which, you know, which you want to emphasize long-term and it's not easy to figure out what you want to do right off the bat. You got to kind of just dip your foot in the water and figure out, and this gives you an idea to, you know, I'd like to work more with one-on-one clients or more with coaching or more, or I'd really like to create this amazing masterclass, but you can't even get the feedback for that until you have some kind of combination of all three. And I think, I think the thing is like, if you imagine having three sliders, right? So if the three C's that we teach, like the coaching content community, don't worry, I'm not flipping anybody off here. I won't, uh, I won't (laughs) keep it PG. Um, You can dial in your mix, right? So it's almost like a mixing board. You dial in. I I really want to lean heavy on the course and I want to lean heavy on the community coaching. Not so much. And that that's where you can design a high ticket offer. It doesn't have to be coaching offer or a course. It can be a blend. And ultimately, you can cut out one of them if you wanted to. But we, we find that a, an element of all three of those adds a lot of value for your, your client. That, okay, so this is great stuff because I think this is, I do think this is where I've been, I sat there idle trying to figure out what the next thing was. And then even creating it, you know, you talked about the avatar and the, and the, and the content and, you know, who, the who is so important in everything we do. And it's, you can't find any of that out until you actually uh, take that first step and get some feedback. And yeah. you can do that with this, this model. If this resonates with somebody, you know, what's the next step they should take, you know, to explore this deeper, creating their, their first core offer. Yeah. So um, go to boringoldbusiness.com slash 10 K. So you, you're going to get this document here. Isn't that crazy? I just had it sitting there right there, Ray, as if I was ready to show it. It's amazing. It's if a, you could see my desk, I've got props all over the place ready to go at any yeah. given moment. This is a this is like about a 40-page um, document that I put together. And uh, it's how to create an irresistible high-ticket offer, get all the leads you can handle, and land your dream clients uh, without cold outreach, breaking the bank on ads, or spending all your time marketing rather than coaching. So 10K game plan. If you go to boringoldbusiness.com slash 10K, and we'll, I think we're going to put that link. We're going to put it right below here, this video. Right below. Right. You, can, you can grab that. You'll get on my list. I'd love to book a chat with you down the road. You know, the, the main thing that we, we do with this 10K program is help experts figure out how to productize their IP, create that, that core high ticket offer. And you don't even have to create it or build it. You don't record the videos. You actually get it created in your head or on paper. And then you go out and sell it. And once you begin to sell it, you, you actually create it. And that's, that I think is appealing. It's appealing to me because I've had so many offers and things. I did all this work and it's kind of like that wah, 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 trombone thing, you know? <laughs> and we really want to help you take, dial in your, your expertise and find that pain point in your market that, that resonates. So that, that'll give you a lot of info on how to do that. Well, I think, yeah, every, every, you should grab that game plan because this is one of those things you, you can put it off or do whatever you need to do, but you're going to have to learn how to create offers sooner or later. And, um, you know, as Jake just said, this getting that, because I, I can't tell you how many people have said, well, okay, I'm going to, first, I'm going to go create my, I did my book, now I'm going to go create my course. And I can tell you, my, my first course, I did it the way you're just, I fortunately was told to do it that way, where I did it, I created the offer, 
and I outlined the course, I taught it live, and I found out like, hey, this section, which I was going to spend an hour on, people are like, we got it, we got it, got it, move on. So I shrunk it down to here. And then this little thing I was talking about, they're like, we don't get that. Can you explain it? And I expanded that. That was common theme throughout the course. And really, it was kind of a, I didn't know it at the time, but I was yeah. doing, because I was doing it live, I was doing the coaching. We had a community <laughs> where the other people in the course were, you know, and they ended up hooking up and doing joint ventures and things. Yeah, but figuring stuff out. But the idea was, I didn't go lock myself in a room and create a course for 10 months and then come out and sell it to crickets because the, it was, I created the offer and then the, the you know, we crowd sourced the course or the, you know, the outline of the course. So yeah. I, I love that. That's beautiful. So, it's elegant to do it that way, right? It's, it's, it's very elegant. It, it feels a little uncomfortable and people, especially if you're one that likes to have your checklist and ready to go. And, you know, I created the outline and went on, yeah. but I've since become much more like, you know what? I just want to create it that, you know, I would rather jump on the call with you and record a two hour course, bring some mm -hmm. people on to ask questions then try to create it all in my head, write the outline and do all these things. And, uh, you know, with, with that, and you could do that later, right? But getting feedback in the beginning is the most important thing. So awesome stuff. Grab that book because you got to get good at creating offers, no matter what you what you do. And that's a skill set that's going to be valuable to you and everybody else that you help probably too as well. Jake, thanks again. This was amazing. My Jake pleasure. is an you, expert at this stuff. So I love bringing him on and thanks everybody for joining us and we will see you on the next session can't wait thanks ray appreciate it hey everybody thanks for joining me on this episode of book profit secrets you know abraham lincoln once said if he had six hours to chop down a tree he would spend the first four sharpening his axe that's what this podcast is meant to do that's also what we do on our site our companion site ray.fm so check us out there and sharpen your axe increase your influence income and audience and we'll see you next time